Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing Podcast. Hey, ladies and gents, and welcome to the Sophisticated Property Investing Podcast with me, your host, Frank Flegg. So this is going to be a hard episode for me to record. And the reason is because it's emotional and recent and raw. But I think it's important to share, really important to share. A little over 10 days ago, I sat down and did my diamond wealth launch pad with a woman she had sent me quite extensive spreadsheets in advance now i'm pretty adept at cutting through the noise around someone's financial situation and working out what their real situation is i do it day in day out i've coached people on their financial situations for years looking at their spreadsheet trying to decipher the actual situation was was quite tricky which is an unusual situation for me to be in i do a pre-launch pad questionnaire so i read the the questionnaire and went through that and tried to piece the two together and then i sat down with her for her launch pad to cut a long story short she was in a dire financial situation i expected her to be in the house in three months time but not to be in her house in 15 months time so I gave her around a year before she was going to be made bankrupt and repossessed there were children involved it was really tough and I I have sat with people like this before more often where I'm trying to save the repossession in six or 12 months time but in this case it was actually a real positive because three to 15 months let's just call it nine months for ease nine months before you're going to lose your house and be made homeless and repossessed that that's actually a lot of time their outgoings weren't huge their mortgage wasn't huge and so the actual really important financial cash flow required to survive each month was quite attainable and so I sat down and I explained to her that this is dire, that she was in danger of losing her house. The numbers were eye-watering. As a multiple of annual income, the debt was through the roof in credit card and unsecured loans, etc. Many hadn't been paid, even minimum payments, for, for many, many months. The post was like a daily stress and credit to her, she'd kept her chin up and she was focusing on the positives, which is admirable. I do a lot of score out of tens with people. I asked her how she was feeling and this was on a score out of 10 where 10 is the best you've ever felt in your life, the happiest you've ever felt. And one is you're gonna go home and commit suicide this evening and she said she was at a two. So really, really sad situation, but salvageable. And so I spent a little over three hours writing a plan that got her cash flow, her monthly cash flow into the positive, into the black, got the mortgage payments to a position where she would be paying off her arrears by the end of the mortgage. And a a mortgage lender can't repossess if you're paying off at a rate that is going to clear the balance by the end of the mortgage. So we sorted that the the mortgage hadn't been paid for a a few months either. So that's obviously the, the, the most important loan in terms of keeping a roof over your head. And 
we basically mapped out how she could recover the situation with a high degree of certainty. And it was two solutions. One was continuing to do something she'd already done for a few years, which was service accommodation, so holiday lets in a particular city of the uh, country. This one service accommodation paid for about a third of her living costs. And so I said, all we need to do is find another two of these and then you've covered your living costs. So, and, and you've, you've had a few years experience of doing this. So you, you know the ins and outs, you know the pitfalls, you know professionals who can help you. So let's allocate some time to doing this, getting a couple more of these. And her psychology was really interesting. She, incredibly resilient, incredibly upbeat given the situation. I think a lot of people would have just been crying and unconsolable. And I guess it's been going on for a long time. And so she's developed coping strategies. But the challenging part from a coach's perspective of her situation is the fact that she was completely below the line, as we say, in my businesses and, and below the line is blame. The number of people who had let her down were unbelievable. In a three, three and a half hour meeting, she must have named five, six, seven, eight people who, you know, well, this person said they'd do this and then they didn't and this, but like, I've never met someone who's been so let down by so many people. So blame was huge. Denial was huge in terms of head in the sand. It was a massive shock when I said, you're, you're, likely, not guaranteed, but likely to lose your house in the next 12 months. That was a real shock to her, which showed the level of denial. And she will have been getting letters saying, your house is going to be repossessed. You haven't paid your mortgage for this long, etc. So massive amounts of denial. And then excuse after excuse after excuse. Now we all drop below the line, but I've never, I don't think I've ever met someone who had so much of all three going on at the same time so much blame, denial and excuses going on. And the difficulty when you're below the line is you're out of control. So you're no longer in control of your situation. And that is powerless, which from a psychological perspective is really hard because now you're just a feather on the breeze being blown around. And secondly, practically you can't do anything because everything's being done to you and she had a lot of that going on which is really hard and so I was trying to help her to see that she had the same amount of time as everyone else on the planet she had 24 hours a day and she had experience in this area so this is how she could replace a lot of that income but she was adamant that she wanted to start a new coaching business and she'd set her mind on that she wholly believed and I think this is part of the resilience but but perhaps to a fault she had complete faith in herself to turn over 20,000 pounds the next calendar month from this new coaching business and and I asked I said what what's the the, the coaching you know what are you going to coach people on and she said mindset and I said okay great. There are some brilliant mindset coaches out there. How are you going to find these people? She said through Facebook ads, cold Facebook ads, which straight away I was really, I was really skeptical that someone could go from zero turnover to 20,000 pound turnover. I think she had one client paying 150 or 300 pounds a month or something. 
So to go from that to £20,000 a month turnover is a huge jump. And to then do it from cold Facebook traffic is even harder, massively harder. Like the, the probability of achieving that is so slim, it's, it's minuscule. No one can ever say no. <laughs> and I said that, I said it is possible. But I said, if, if I were doing this with my network and my experience, um, my track record, my credibility, my database, my podcast, etc., um, I'd probably give myself a 3% chance, maybe a 2% chance of achieving, being able to raise 20 grand next month. And so I said, what, what, you know, what, what's your credibility? Why are people going to buy this from you? And the only answer she could come up with is, well, I'm really resilient. So, and she had a point, she is really resilient. Um, and she said, I, I think, you know, people would respect, you know, how resilient I am. And I said, that, that, that's probably true, but probably only in retrospect. I don't think saying, you know, I'm about to lose my house and I'm this many hundreds of thousands of pounds in, in debt is actually gonna get people to work with you now, I think when it's a success story and you've overcome it later, I think that'd be a really good story from, uh, you know, to tell from the stage or to, to recruit people. And, and I could see she was disappointed, but one of my most said sayings is as a coach or mentor. So my job is to say what I think, what's in my mind, even if it's hard for me to say it. And even if it's, hard even if I know it's going to be hard for them to hear as a client it's my job because that's what they're paying me for if I don't tell them something that I think is going to help them then I'm not I'm not serving you as well as I can I'm not doing you justice I'm not giving you value for money that's how I view my coaching and mentoring relationship with my clients and, and I explained this and I said look your job as a client is to hear what I say coming from, you know, the background and experience that I have coming from the perspective that I've got no axe to grind. I have no ulterior motive, no angle other than wanting you to succeed. And your job is just to hear me with an open mind and to consider what I've said and then to decide what's best for you. And she just wasn't able to. She wasn't able to entertain the thought that she needed to basically take more action and we laid out a plan and the plan was to go to this city where she had this um, service accommodation and spend I think it was a day um, a week there so uh, a four a, a two days a fortnight and I said you could stay over and and look at these properties or you could just go up of a day and we worked out that she'd probably need to go and view 20 to get one deal because she was doing rent to SA. So you're only looking for properties to rent. They're all on right moves. So you just do a load of research at home and then go up there and, and view them all and, and find the one. And because she had a brilliant track record of paying her rent every single month, looking after the property and, you know, running SA really well, she had a it was a really good business proposition like as a landlord if she'd come to me and said can I take this property off you here's a picture of my property I've been doing it for this many years here's a testimonial from my landlord I would let her one of my properties different city but you know it was a really strong proposition the number of rent to rent people I've been approached by that I would be their first guinea pig so the likelihood of them actually doing what they say they're going to do is quite slim 
And so we had that side of the equation nailed, but she was absolutely adamant on coaching. And I said, okay, well, let's do coaching. It's not a bad idea to have two potential revenue streams. So if you really want to start a coaching business, let's do it. But let's do it in a way that's really likely to work. And so I said, rather than going for loads of low cost clients, which is really hard to get, people really don't realize how hard it is to get someone to pay £100 a month or £200 a month. I said, let's just find two or three high paying clients in an area where you've got credibility. And I said, what would you be really credible in? You know, what area of, of life rather than mindset? Because mindset is also a really hard concept to sell. Like no one wakes up going, I need some mindset coaching today. You kind of have to sell them on the concept of mindset coaching before. And then you have to sell them on the fact that you're the right mindset coach for them. And fortunately... She had experience in an industry and a really good track record of doing amazing work. And I said, that's brilliant. No one else is going to be able to say that. Like, that's a real niche. And I said, the way I would do this, she was in this industry not too long ago. So I said, the way I would do this is I would get on LinkedIn, spend, I think we said four hours a week on LinkedIn, marketing your services as a coach as a coach stroke consultant in this area of um, of uh, th this particular industry in this particular area of business. And I said, that is what's going to sell. And you can charge a high price for that. And we're not trying to get to a ridiculously high cost of living. Like we're, we're talking very modest cost of living. And so I said, one client would actually pay your cost of living each month. So if we get two or three, fantastic. We can start to make inroads into the debt. And if you also get an extra one or two rent to SA units, now you're cooking on gas. So either, if either worked even remotely well, she was out of the woods. And obviously there was reservations and nervousness. And I said, don't worry, I'll support you through that. Yes, like having these KPIs a day a week in this city and four hours a week on LinkedIn. Also, she had a phone book of contacts in this industry. And so I said, I would pick up the phone and say, look, I'm setting up as a consultant in the industry. Do you have any work going? It'd really help me out to get going. Who do you know who is looking for an extra pair of hands that knows their way around this industry, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you know, if you phone X number of people a, a week, you'll get X number of meetings. And from that, you'll you'll be able to convert a percentage to paying clients. So I said, I don't think you're going to do £20,000 next month, but I do think you'll earn more next month than you'll spend. And we also looked at spending and how we could get that down. I think we looked at how we could reduce quite a lot, maybe 25%, maybe 30% the household expenditure. So I said, you've got three things to do here. And really, if you get your spending down slightly and one of the other two work just a little bit, you're avoiding bankruptcy and you're not going to be homeless next year. And normally by the end of three, three and a half hours of my, my time one-on-one, -on -one, people are buzzing. People have got loads of energy and they're like, yep, yeah, I can do this. Like we'd mapped out. But I just think in her head, she didn't buy it. She didn't back herself to do it, which is so sad. And so I left her a voice note. I think it was... 36 hours later saying, look, I've been thinking about you. I've been praying about you. 
uh, you can do this and I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. You can absolutely do this. We've got enough time. I know it's scary where you're at right now, but you can do it. And I think it was 24 hours later, got an email, which speaks volumes that it wasn't a phone call. It wasn't a WhatsApp message. You know, I'd sent a WhatsApp uh, voice note. It was an email saying um, I'd like to cancel. And I'd added on free coaching to the program. I'd said, look, let's let's coach you for, for longer. So let's delay the start, but I'll still coach you in the interim um, for free. I'd um, made loads of concessions just to make it easier and to give her maximum chance of success. And um, yeah, you could have knocked me over with a feather when I got that email. And uh, I had a... I phoned a few times, had a couple of conversations uh, with her. And um, basically, she said, no, I, um, I've i got a plan. It's to do the mindset coaching. I'm confident it's going to work. So um, I don't think your program's right for me, Frank, and I want to cancel. And I did my best to persuade her that, and it's really hard, isn't it? I don't want to persuade her to work with me. I don't want to persuade her. I don't want to knock her down and say what you're planning to do is doomed for failure, almost certain failure. I can't think of something that is harder for you to do right now than that, that's less likely to succeed. I, 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 I didn't feel able to say all that again. I don't want to scare someone into <laughs> working with me. Um, what I did do is I sent a, a success story from a client that I've been working with for 30 days. And this client, just by coincidence, a day or two earlier, had sent me a, a WhatsApp um, saying that working with me had been life-changing, that they had, they could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I, and I just sent that and I said, look, this is what you are capable of. This is where you could be in just 30 days. Um, I said, if you, if you really don't want to work with me, that's absolutely fine. If you really don't like, if you really don't want to use... Um, go with the plan that we've drawn up then you know you don't have to at the end of the day it's absolutely your choice and uh, they said yeah I've decided and so um, we agreed a, a fee for my time I refunded the balance of the um, program and I've probably never thought about a client more than I have this client over the last two to three weeks I'm gutted absolutely gutted you can probably hear it in my voice because I honestly think they're going to be on the street potentially lose their kids in the next 15 months and I've spoken to a couple of my mentors about it I've spoken to some other coaches because it really has impacted me really impacted me that this person's literally they're like they've got their eyes closed and they're running towards a cliff edge and I can see it happening but can't do anything to help it's really hard and um one of my mentors was really pragmatic and said, you know what, Frank, you can't make people do this. You can't make them get above the line. You can't make them help themselves. They have to help themselves. And, you know, it's the old adage, isn't it? You can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And, and you really can't. You really, really can't. Another mentor, I was, I was asking how much I should charge for my time. I reduced the cost of my time by about 70 percent seven maybe even 75 percent trying to do the maths in my head so i massively reduced my time um the cost of my time to give them as big a refund as possible yeah about yeah between 70 and 75 percent <laughs> just checking the maths in my head and uh one of my mentors says you've been that's the lose win situation you you've given too much away there you've undervalued your time but it was just because i'm trying to help them 
but, but ironically, giving them money now is, isn't going to help them at all. It's just going to delay the inevitable. But I thought it was my small way of helping. And maybe, and this is what one of my mentors said, one of my mentors said, they'll realise at some point, Frank, that you could have helped them and that you your plan would have worked for them. And they'll realise at some point that they can't make £20,000 a month in mindset coaching. And the irony is it won't be next month. <laughs> the mentor said they'll have a reason why it didn't happen next month and then there'll be another reason the next month and the next month. And then eventually there'll be a reason why they need to quit and they haven't made any money from mindset coaching. But none of those reasons will be because of what they've done. And my mentor's right. I, I know my mentor's right. It's just hard. It's just really hard when you know someone is capable of getting them out of their own situation. I don't think I've ever recorded a more, is morose the word? A more somber podcast episode. But I wanted to share it with you. I didn't want to keep it to myself because we can learn so much. That woman has got the same feelings that we all have. We all feel like we can't face the world sometimes. We all feel like we're going to fail. We all spend money we perhaps shouldn't. We all shy away from the hard graft that deep down we know we should be committing to. And if there's one thing, if I've painted a powerful enough emotional picture for you, if there's one thing that you take away from this, it's recognizing when you're dropping below the line and you're doing what feels comfortable now. It's more comfortable for her now to stay in denial than it is to grab the ball by the horns, transform her trajectory. It's only about trajectories. You're either headed for success or you're headed for failure. And on, on any given day and on any given minute, you decide the actions you're going to take, the decisions you're going to make, which will determine that trajectory. And so hopefully the next time you're faced with a tough, decision or a tough action to take you remember this story and you think do you know what this could be the start of a slippery slope i'm gonna do what i need to do right now not what i feel like doing hope you got value from this episode guys until next time a little ironically happy investing sophisticated property investing make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing now